Hey everybody, welcome back to the Blue Watch Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Adam Vokey. Adam, what's going on? Where are we at today? We are at the Brush Emporium. Brush, Brush Emporium. Colorado. It's changed since you've been here last. It has changed drastically since I was here last. When's the last time you were here? The best of 22. <laughs> so like three months ago. That was three days before New Year's Eve. Yep. So yeah, they're going to open here on April 1st. Actually, by the time this comes out, I think this will be on the week they open, if they open on April 1st. So we just got done. Uh, we, we didn't get done. They got done hauling all the shit in for their pizza kitchen. We got done so watching them. <laughs> you got done watching them. That's like a blister, right? The two biggest guys in the room. <laughs> watching them wheeling all this giant equipment. The two laziest bastards in the room. <laughs> we have a guest today, Adam. We do. We got someone brand new to us both. Yeah. Craig Weichel, how are you? I'm excellent. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, man. We met at the uh, Chamber of Commerce banquet. Yes, sir. Your wife volunteered you to come tell stories for us. She did. <laughs> <laughs> we did a live bullhooker that night, and uh, Craig came and says, I got some stories. And I said, I bet you do, Mr. Weichel. I bet you do. So um, you said you watched a few of these. Yep. How are you at guessing them? 50-50. It's tough, right? 50-50, It's yep. tough. That's a better percentage than I have. Well, in some days, <laughs> 2020 Adam's long gone by this point. You know? I know. Uh, but hey, memory. if you're new to the podcast, uh, what we're doing here is the Bullhooker Podcast. Welcome. What the podcast is, is a podcast where we're on a guest. It's Craig Weichel. He's going to tell three stories about his life. Now, here's the kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One's actually borrowed, halfway made up, or all the way made up. Now, Craig, without going into great detail, which one is it? Is your uh, Bullhooker halfway made up, all the way made up, or is it a borrowed story? It's stolen. It's a borrowed story. It's, 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 it's so borrowed. I don't like those. That's, those are tough. Those are tough. They're, they're true, just not It's a true him. story. It's just not your true story. True. Yeah, that's cool. All right. I'm pretty much into it. Uh, but, yeah, so before any uh, – I was, I, was, I was going somewhere before I interrupted myself. That's <laughs> – little rusty it's the first one of the day so um here at the brush emporium please check them out when you come down here uh on april 1st they're gonna have a pizza kitchen i don't know if that'll be up and uh, running by april uh but they have all the vendors almost sold in here so they're gonna have this huge array a very eclectic uh shopping experience in here they're gonna have all kinds of different stuff they uh, if you look around <clears throat> you can't really see you can, a little behind you you can see craig uh, they have a bunch of uh, uh shelves and everything so you can rent spaces in here Mm-hmm. to come and sell your goods or and they have baked goods they have all kinds of stuff so check it out here down here on clayton street you can't miss it right across from the theater so yep. you in, are you gonna come down adam oh absolutely there's <laughs> food <Kidding me? laughs> i'm not gonna miss pizza they had uh they had anthony <laughs> bullen's wife baking down here all the cupcakes and shit so i was, I was gonna avoid it she's not gonna be happy till i lose a foot eating that shit so. <laughs> <laughs> well all right well you know what you want to tell some stories Absolutely. I don't want to tell some. I want to hear some. Craig, you got some stories? I got some stories. You ready to tell some stories? Yes, sir. All right. You want to read them off, Adam? Yeah. We've got, you're a tool, rodeo weekend from hell, and stole my own horse back. (laughs) (laughs) That one cracks me up. Yeah, I'm already into it. I'm a sucker for good good titles, Craig. Uh, Before we get started, though, I forgot to ask you, what do you do for a living? So I'm I'm currently a man's manager, and I'm leaving that job here soon. I started a radon uh, service business where you do measurements and mitigation on radon in homes. And uh, I'm an auctioneer, and I'm a rep for a dairy video auction out of California from Turlock, California. So we rep, we're like the superior of dairy video cattle for, wow. we, we, you know, film cattle, put them on the internet and sell them on, really? on the internet. And I started the radon business, and that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, I actually work for DFA. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah kind of cool. Uh, radon business, can you kind of explain to me real quick what that is? So we do the mitigation in the houses and measurement. Okay. First you measure, and then, you know, if you're at high levels, you know, radon's a, a known carcinogen, causes lung cancer, and um, 
Where, where a lot of people don't know about that. I didn't know about it until two years ago right. when I started learning about it. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a lung cancer car- carcinogen, and it comes from uranium breaking down the ground, and it follows a once it becomes a gas form, it follows a path of least resistance and gets into your house. And once it's in there, it's not good for you and your family. And uh, we got ways of measuring for it and ways of getting it out of your house if you have it. Yeah, any question? I was going to ask him where radon came from. Oh. So he, he, he got there without me asking. How did you, uh, how did you come across that? Well, um, I knew I was going to be leaving the ranch I was working at currently and uh, kind of picking my brain with my wife and saying, what is this area need that nobody out here is doing? And she says, radon, nobody's, I mean, there's guys measuring for it, you know, the home inspectors and whatnot. And, and uh, so I... So then, you know, I'll shoot, I'll learn how to do that and get licensed and, and uh, start a business. And I did. I'm licensed, insured, and nice, ready to go. Lucky she's the male strippers because there's none of those around here either, Craig. You know what I'm saying? Well, she's just throwing shit out there. The there's just, just some things we're not qualified for. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't fit inside a big birthday cake anyway. I start eating my way out, you know? <laughs> okay. So you already named I, I tried that once in my college days, and man, I went broke at 25 cents a throw. <laughs> Where'd you go to college at, man? Colorado State in Fort Collins. Oh, that's a party school. <laughs> All right. So you need all the stories already, Adam. You haven't been yeah. here for a while, my man. It's good I to see a, you. Yeah. You, I'm a, I might be a little rusty. I might have forgot how to do Have you heard me in the opening right now? It's not good. I mean, I've been <laughs> yeah. fumbling and bumbling through this. You're, thing, on, all, you know? you're on all of them, but still can't get it smooth. <laughs> this is like episode like 109 or something. You think I get it by now? But All right. Why don't you pick one out, man? I'm going to go with... Just because it makes me think of when I was in high school, Rodeo Weekend from Hell. All righty. I had it wrote down in chronological order, but we'll go. Do you want to do it in chronological order? I know. Or? We'll go your way. Okay. So Rodeo Weekend from Hell. So it was the 4th of July, Cowboy Christmas. We had rodeos. I was rodeoing with two of my best rodeo buddies. Um, but the problem was was they were only going to PRCA rodeos. I was going to some PRCA and CPRA, which CPRA is like the Colorado Pro Rodeo Association. Okay. Kind of a step down from the PRCA, hmm. and they were only going to PRCA rodeos. And so we'd entered all these rodeos, Greeley and Cody and all these PRCA rodeos. Well, then I entered some CPRA rodeos because I was kind of chasing a year-in deal there. And uh, so we had to pick up, you know, our travel plans, and and uh, I traded away from – we all were entered in the same way at Greeley – I traded away my second spot at Greeley and ran my second steer at Greeley early. And they were both coming back to Greeley early in the weekend. So I had a plan made up. We were going to go to Cody. And then Steamboat was another PRCA rodeo, even though a small one. And so the plan was, but I already had a plan for my backup horse because one of the guys I was traveling with rides, was riding my horse. And so they were going to come back to Greeley, and I'd already run my steer and been done. But anyways... Wade Bulldog, really, really good, and he was a good one at big rodeos. And if he won something riding my horse, I got a piece of it. So I wanted him on my horse you know, no matter what. You're so like I, a, it's like a pimp thing, isn't it? Yeah, okay. yeah, right. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the premise was we were going to go to Cody and then Steamboat, and then we were going to kind of split pickups, and I was going to jump in another pickup. So we, we leave to go out to, to Cody, and um, first – Thing off the bat, we get a flat tire in uh, Wheatland, Wyoming, on a trailer, and we'd all worked our butts off all week to get done so we can go. And so we don't leave until like almost dark on the night before we need to be in Cody. So we're heading up there, 
get a flat tire. We've changed tire. I leave my stupid flip phone company is company phone. Right. I leave my phone on the stinking fender of the trailer as I change the tire and we leave out of there. Yep. Don't realize it for a couple hundred miles. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where to go? It's the worst feeling ever. And uh, so being a uh, it was a company phone. Being a holiday weekend, I called you know the phone company and said, "Hey, can you get this shut off?" No, we can't get it shut off. You got to have the code. And well, I didn't have the code, so whatever. We just kept on going. So somebody had my phone all weekend making stupid phone calls and whatever. That was just the first thing. So then we get to Cody. Um, midnight, we're unloading their horses, putting them in the pens, and the the grounds crew, the volunteers, you know, that put on all this stuff. They're out there drinking beer and hooran and water and arena down. And, we put our horses in and we go to bed. We come back the next morning. Well, those fellows had so much fun, they forgot to turn the water off. Oh, no. They did dirty flood the arena. I mean, it was. But the whole arena. The whole arena. It was It was a flood. It was a mess. <laughs> and so Slack was supposed to start at like 8 o'clock. And the arena's, they got the tractor that works the ground. He's like stuck out there with the tractor and the right. mulcher. And, and uh I mean, this is like the 4th of July, Cowboy Christmas. All the top 15 guys are, you know, it's Cody. The big guys are there, little guys are there, everybody's there. But everybody else has got some place to be, TikTok, you know. we got three rodeos today to maybe to go to, whatever it is. Um, so rodeos, the slack's supposed to start at 8. At 9 o'clock, they come in with, like, front-end loaders and dump trucks and scoop all this soup out and start hauling dirt back in and work the ground. Everybody's pissed, and some guys are turning out and going because they got to get to Prescott or Greeley or wherever they're going. And uh, But, I mean, Cody's not a little one you don't want to turn out of, so we we stayed there and stayed (laughs) there. And uh, finally, we get around our steers like noonish or something, and we were supposed to be in Steamboat that night. So we, we but we weren't going to turn out of Cody to go to Steamboat, I tell you. Right. So we we stick around and we run our steers at at Cody, and none of us do any good. In fact, uh, one of my traveling buddies, he kind of got a chili whacker. You know, a steer came into him. He went over the other side of the steer and whacked his head on the ground and got a concussion. What do they call it? Chili whacker. Okay. <laughs> See, he, he's understanding what you're saying. That's why you, you're losing me a part of this. He took a chili whacker, man. Pop. Okay, okay. And so we didn't have time by that time to get from Cody to Steamboat with a horse and trailer. And But Wade, the guy that took the chili whacker, his, his parents, his dad used to haze for us a lot, and he'd kind of come around and he'd haze or not. So they had their uh, Lincoln Continental, this big old beautiful car. And they were just kind of up there cruising around, and they were going to watch and then come back and meet them at Greeley. Well, there was no way we were going to make it to Steamboat with a pickup and trailer, but we thought we could make it in the Lincoln. <laughs> well, Wade's got a concussion. He ain't driving. Sean doesn't want to drive, so I drive. And we've got, I mean, TikTok, we we didn't, you, now we got Google Maps. You can put it in there and tell you sure, the time. Sure, We got a big old map, and we're doing the math here and <laughs> yeah. adding it up. And yeah. shoot, we got to drive this many miles an hour to get there. We got to hurry. So I don't, I drive, and I mean, that thing was a nice ride. I mean, float like a boat. Right. And we got to, I barely dropped below 100. Right. I'm never below 90. And so we're coming <laughs> down through the Wind River Reservation and stuff, and, uh, Got behind a van load of Native Americans, and man, I couldn't get them past. And finally, there was this big sweeping curve, and I just hammered on it, whooped around them. And there was a pickup coming, but I mean, it wasn't even close. But I, I got them around this car and back in the lane. And the pickup was a dang sheriff. 
So he whips around, he comes and pulls us over, and he says, I know you were speeding because you were passing that car, and that's all right. I know you were, I know the line was dotted, but still it was a curve. You shouldn't pass on a curve. And he shook a big crooked finger at me, kind of like my grandma's when she used to yeah, scold me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he gives us a good scolding. And we're sitting there, and he goes back to his car, and we're waiting for the next step. And he starts like waving us on, like, go. And Sean, I looked at Sean, and Sean goes, go. And Wade's in the back seat. He's the one with the concussion. And he goes, yeah. you got to be fucking fist-fucking me. You've been driving 100 <laughs> miles an hour for like two hours. Yeah. And you get a warning. <laughs> and Sean goes, go, go. So I did. I, I got back on there, and uh, the cop followed us for a while. So I went to speed limit for a while, and he turned around and went the way he was coming before. And it was game on again, and we were hammered down. And uh, so the part of the story I didn't tell so I had a backhoe parts. I already said I was planning on splitting rigs when we got the steamboat. Right. So I had a, my old retired kind of practice pin backup horse. He was already coming because I was going to go to some Ammies and they were going to go to the PRCA rodeos. Um, so I already had a horse coming. And uh, her, it was a lady I worked with at Sail Barn, and her kids were going to a high school rodeo in Craig, which is right by steamboat. So we, right. it worked just perfect. We got the steamboat. They're playing the national anthem. We jump out. They have my horse there saddled, jump on, run my – we all ran steers on my backup horse there. I think Sean split third or fourth there. Right. Um, and then they all – then they took the car and went back to Greeley. I jumped in with another kid, and we went on to some more CPRE rodeos at Meeker. So we get to – we go from steamboat to Meeker, run our steers the next morning to Meeker Slack, and then we're – heading back to Brush to the 4th of July Rodeo, right here in Brush. Um, and so we leave Meeker, and the pickup starts running bad. Like, we get to Craig, and we're pulling into the Big R or Murdoch's, whatever they had. I don't remember what it was, but right. some farm ranch store. We monkey with the pickup, and this guy, and his he was a young kid, and his dad also. So we're monkeying with the pickup, and we can get it running good enough to think we can get here. So we haul ass, and we're... Trying to get the brush and again pick up troubles and we stop another time or two and jack with it. Um, and when we get the brush, there was a major, major thunderstorm, hailstorm. We pulled in by the by the big water tanks there by the fairground. Right. We get that far and we just parked there and the wind was blowing out of the west and there, I mean I, I heard there was a rumor there a tornado and stuff. Only rodeo I had ever been to where the rodeo was actually canceled for the night. They canceled it and. Uh, if you wanted to run the next day, you can run the next day. Otherwise, there was no turnout fee. But it was that was the end of the craziest rodeo weekend ever. Nice. So they had a flat tire and lost phone, flooded arena, concussion, uh, drive like hell, switch pickups, pickup problems, and then a canceled rodeo and a tornado. It was, it how, was bad. How old are you around this time? Oh, I was in my late 20s. Okay. Just a young man? <laughs> What's Cowboy Christmas? Is that Fourth of July? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never... yeah. Cowboy Christmas rodeos. I mean, there's more rodeos on the Fourth of July than any other time. Oh, really? Did you know that? No. Well, no. It makes sense though. Were you a rodeo but, kid? No, well, not really. I was grew up like on a farm. I had buddies that would rodeo, uh, so I'd like go with them every now and then, or at the county fair. Me and my buddies would run around back behind the bucket shoots. Yeah. Stuff like that. But. I grew up in Rush with the 4th of July parade, so they're the 4th of July. Uh, that road has always been huge here, you know what I mean? Yep. So, 
Yeah, pretty crazy. They used to do a lot of different stuff back in the day, though, you know, so a little more of a drunken time, as <laughs> I remember, but uh, you're getting a little older, right? So what did you think about that one, Voke? I liked it. Me too. I liked it. A lot of detail, though, mm-hmm. like a cherished memory. So <laughs> that's uh, I, I look at that stuff. Can I get you a scooter just a little bit? This way? Yeah, yeah, this way. Away from that kid. There you go. There we go. Cool. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Because uh, you're, you're giving, like, coming close to the camera. <laughs> I was like, great, great. Gotcha. All right. No, I like that, too. That was a good story. A lot of detail. That's I'm a big sucker for detail. So, all right. You're from Greeley, or where are you from? So, I grew up on the Windsor exit 925. I went to school in Fort Collins. Okay. I always considered Windsor home. Right. But uh, I went to Fort Collins High School and then CSU. And so, you, you grew up in Windsor before it was Metropolis. Yeah, there was one stoplight when I was a kid, and my mom yeah. ran that one, too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta tell you, I remember being—I'm 47 years old, so uh, I remember going to Windsor in like high school or whatever, and there was—it was like the size of brush, yeah. If that, it yep. was so tiny, man. It was all, everything eaten too. All those, mm-hmm. all those towns are just nothing, and now they're crazy. So, all right, that was Rodeo Weekend from Hell. That was a great story. Uh, two left. You're a tool and stole my own horseback. Now, Craig, I always there's one I want to hear the most. And I always pick it last, so we're gonna pick the other one instead. Let's hear you're a tool. You're a tool. All right. So in college, you know, college we did a really good job of not drinking and driving and taking a turn being the designated driver. So we went out one night and went to a party. It was my turn to drive, and I had this kick-ass '87 Chevy pickup, three-quarter ton, just a slight little lift. It was a beautiful pickup, man. I think mm-hmm. it was awesome. So we, my turn to drive and single cab back then. And so we went to a party and it's time to go home. And it was winter time. It was starting to snow. So we all started to leave and I hadn't had a drop, not, not a beer, not nothing. And, uh, now I, we put two guys and my girlfriend at the time in college. So there was four of us in a single pack, single cab pickup. Right. And we're driving back and, uh, at CSU, they had these giant student parking lots, at least they did back then. And you can't, you can't resist a big old parking lot like that with two inches of snow. <laughs> sure. You, you can't. Sure. I mean, sure. So we're out there doing donuts, and all, the only thing you don't have to hit is a freaking light pole. Right. And so we're having us a good old time. Pretty soon the flashing lights come, and he gets there, and we stop. He didn't even get out of his car until they got two more cop cars there, and they got us surrounded. Oh, and we're surrounded. <laughs> and... Uh, so then he gets out and he comes up to the window and I roll my window down and all the booze from the other three folks in the pickup hit him and I'm out there doing the roadside calisthenics like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's cold. I mean, it's cold. So we're doing this stuff and the and the there's a young trainee guy that's kind of leading the deal and uh, so he's the cop. The cop. The trainee cop. Okay. Trainee cop. Yeah, trainee yeah. cop. I'm sorry. And uh, so he's. Walk down here and do this, and he's dragging it on, dragging it on, and and so I start getting a little bit irritated. And I said, "Okay, do this." And I said, "Now can we do the hokey pokey?" Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he starts getting a little gird up, and so we keep on going, and and uh, you know I'm passing everything because I haven't been drinking. Yeah, and he's really wanting to bust somebody. I can tell. He just he just wants me to be guilty, and uh, he so, wants one of you to pop his cherry. As well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's I don't like, know, maybe, but cherry, yeah. But no, I'm the wrong guy for that. No, I mean, pop so. like the arrest cherry. Like, one of you is going to be his first. I'm all. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. But, so, uh, I wasn't his huckleberry that night. So, <laughs> we're. All right, Val Kilmer. <laughs> so, we can keep on going. And uh, he's like, fine, just blow in this. And I said, well, goddamn, why couldn't we do this 20 minutes ago? Right. Fucking cold out here. Right, right. So, right. I blow in it and zeros. 
So they're running my insurance and my license and and um by this time I'm and I know I'm getting a ticket for reckless driving or careless driving or doing donuts, whatever. But Something. I yeah. know I'm not going to jail for a DUI. I know it. Right. So I start feeling a little tougher. And so we're standing there and there's still me and him and two other cops and there's other cops back in a cop car running my information and and uh I had my rodeo coat on, CSU rodeo, and I had back in the day, you know, when the Spiderco clip-on knives were first, I had one of those in my pocket. Oh, and uh, that's a throwback right there. We we've been standing there for a long time now, and we're we just standing there, and all the people in the pickup are raising hell and hooting and hollering, and and uh, and they put your hands in the air, like out of nowhere, just put your hands in the air. So I put my hands in the air, and he starts going for my knife, and I kind of realized what he wanted, so I was going to just pull it out and give it to him well he grabs my arm and it goes flying across the road in the snow and and uh he said we can't be having you having that while we're doing this and i said having what and he goes, that's a weapon and he goes, that's a tool yeah he goes, that's a weapon I said, that's a tool and he goes that's a weapon i go you're a tool <laughs> <laughs> and at this point the people in the pickup just Whoa, blow up the other three cops they're like <laughs> Turning around, trying not to laugh at themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this guy just, like, red in the face, steam blowing, so mad. But uh, then as the supervisor just kind of removed him, and I got my ticket. And they went on, and we all went home. It's like in that movie. And, oh. and then, yeah, no, that's that's enough. <laughs> and then? No, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we don't turn this over to the police. You're fine. You can tell stories. Um, <clears throat> you're, it's like that movie, The uh, Longest Yard of Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. You know, have you mm-hmm. seen it? The, mm-hmm. Where he gets pulled over, he's been drinking, and the, that that cop wants to get tough with him. And he just gets shitty with him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you get short with me, yeah, Frodo, <laughs> Mister Frodo? I just yeah. watched that movie probably, um, probably a month and a half, two months ago. That's a you, you have seen it, Craig. I've seen it, but I don't remember that part. To be oh, honest. Yeah. Where, yeah. Uh, who is it? It's uh, the guy from ESPN. Um, the other guy, <clears throat> Rich Eisen. No, it's uh, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. Um, he's in all the Sandler's um, movies now. It's a fantastic. They did a good for a remake. It's pretty good. And I usually don't do remakes. So, but that when you were telling that story, it's what reminded me of getting shit with that cop. So, I uh, donuts in the parking lot. There was no other cars in the parking lot. No, it was it was the most beautiful situation. It was huge. It was yeah. wide open, two inches of snow, and not a soul there. Nice. It was beautiful. <laughs> there was a guy in school. I went to school with. I won't call him out, but super smart, kind of a like too smart, like Rain Man smart almost, right? Came in, he'd always freak out. Like when we were younger, he'd throw chairs out the window and he'd freak out and shit. And one day you said that. It reminded me, he came to school in his car, drove onto the par- the uh, practice field, through the fence, and just started doing like wheelies, and, or not wheelies, uh, donuts. Parks the car, grabs his books, walks in, goes right to class. Just leaves the car parked out in the fucking field. <laughs> <laughs> right? And we're like, dude, dude, dude. I look back now, like... If I was the senior this year of that same class, I'd be like, that dude's going to be the school shooter. He's, he's, cause he's, he's the one that wasn't, he was not, uh, he was a bit uh, out there. So, do you have one of those guys? Every school's got one of those guys. Craig, were you that guy? Fort Collins High, we had 1,400 <laughs> kids. We had like three or four of those guys. <laughs> I was not one. Per capita, yeah. I was not one. I was a goody-goody in high school. Yeah, sounds like it. You I, bl- were... I blossomed afterwards. Yeah. But I was a goody-goody in high school. <laughs> Ah, Fort Collins. All right. What did you think about that one, Voke? I like that one, too. Yeah? Yeah. He hit all cylinders with you. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, thinking back to high school in the parking lot by the football field. And yeah. 
but I was in a Volkswagen Beetle <laughs> doing donuts. So I was in an '81 Mustang four cylinder, so I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> okay, the shittiest Mustang ever made by the uh, Ford Motor Company, but uh, it was a it was a Mustang, right? So it was, you know, we'll blame that on politics of the day. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, do you remember what the old '81 Mustangs, like those early '80s, late '70s yeah, Mustangs looked I like? Do, yeah, they were not uh, they're as ugly as the new ones now. Right? Yeah. Have you seen the new ones now? Yeah. Oh, they're Looks like a SUV kind of night. It's yeah, they're like the what are they like Mach E or oh, whatever. Now the they're all electric. And... There. All right, one more story. Now this one, when I when I read this title, I laughed automatically. So, uh, stole my own horse back. Yeah, you're gonna like this one. So remember my girlfriend from the last story that was riding in the pickup with me in college. Yeah. Well, I married her, and we had two kids, and then we got divorced. Divorce was going great. I mean, we, it was amicable. We were getting along and no lawyers. We just, I mean, it was going so good until we came to dividing up our horses. There became a problem. We couldn't figure out who was taking which horse and started out good and then it just got ugly from there. But you decided so, how to take the kids right away. Well, we, yeah, that we got, the kids were fine. We, <laughs> we, we, could, we could share them, but. Sharing horses wasn't going to work, so okay. uh, we ended up getting the what do you call it? Um, oh, the moderator. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, mediator, yeah. mediator, mediator. Right. And uh, we didn't have lawyers, so we ended up with the mediator, and and we back and forth and back and forth, and and by the time it was all said and done, the solution was to flip a coin, and the fir- whoever wins gets to go first. Well, she won, and so instead of picking her favorite horse. She picks my favorite horse, so I picked her favorite horse, and then we, so we both ended up at the end of the deal with a pen of horses that we didn't really like, right? But so I had her horses and she had my horses, and that, just looking back, how dumb was that? But yeah, I, so I was, we did. yeah, I was gonna, okay, and so we did. So um, just that's how it was, and shit, and you know, so she, we took our shit, and she had, she actually had my horses over at my cousin's place, which. Um, kind of lost that cousin in divorce too. She was <laughs> cousin liked her more than me, I guess. That's a horse and a relative. That sucks. <laughs> so she had my horses over at his pasture, not at his house, but like the pasture he had up there at a hayfield I used to bale and swath hay on. Um, so she had the horses up there um, by Luke's place, and so we're, uh, you know, I gotta have that horse. I mean, I need to have that horse, like right. TikTok, like tomorrow i need right so um i borrowed a, i wasn't gonna take my own but i borrowed a tr- pickup and trailer from my cousin on the other side of the family and uh, so i ran up there like dark and horse is pretty easy to catch and on this little pasture just jiggle a bucket of grain and right, right took that sucker and loaded him and i was heading back and it wasn't quite dark enough to where when i went through severance this guy friend of cam i mean he, he was kind of a buddy or whatever maybe they're yeah. more i don't know but he saw me drive through town and with that big old bay in the back he he didn't recognize the pickup and trailer but he damn sure recognized me and he damn sure recognized big old <laughs> big old cutter in the trailer and so he's on the phone calling him that was like on wednesday night she doesn't do anything about it wednesday night she just kind of lets it roll lets it roll lets it roll and fucking like noon on friday she's calling the cops on me and has me arrested for horse stealing 
So they picked me up at like 4 o'clock on Friday, and, and she did that on purpose, so I'd be stuck in jail all weekend. Yeah. Um, I knew somebody, too, so I was out by noon on Saturday. But yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have been, but I knew somebody, too. But Yeah, <laughs> she was. she wanted me in there all weekend, but... I was out by Saturday afternoon and yeah. to my deal Saturday night and kind of waved as I rode by. She kind of looked at me pissed like, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I rode by and, and uh, yeah, it, it all could have been really bad. I mean, it turned out I like, all I got in trouble for was like, uh, what do you call it, uh, disobeying a court order, contempt. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I didn't get like hung for horse stealing but right. <laughs> a little contempt of court for not obeying the the divorce decree or whatever it was. Yeah. It uh, it all worked itself out in the long run, but it was a it was a rocky little week but if I was sure you know what I'd have done, I'd have stole my horse back while you were in jail. That's what I'd have done. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Adam. I've never thought of that. But that's yeah, that's... I'd, have I'd have taken your horse, put it back in your thing, and got my favorite horse back. and be like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. This is his horse, you know. You can believe the horse thief? You can believe the horse thief? No, no, no. I'm the victim here. Get off my lawn, fuckers. Uh, she didn't know where I had mine her stuck either. What's that? She didn't know where I had her horses stuck. I kind of hit it. Oh, you hit the horses been, too? Yeah, she had, I wasn't going to leave it at my house. <laughs> Do you think she would have stolen it? Fuck she, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you guys get a mediator just to blow it all off and steal the horses anyway. That's awesome. She's still around? We don't talk anymore. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. She's still up there. <laughs> what did you think about that one? <laughs> that was a good one. Is it tough like to steal that. a horse? What's that? Is it tough to steal a horse? Well, not your own. You kind of know how to yeah, call yeah. her name. They come running to a bucket of grain. I yeah, mean, yeah. I've never went to steal somebody else's horse. <laughs> I mean, my butthole would be puckered like that if uh, I was yeah, actually yeah. stealing, stealing. <laughs> this seemed pretty easy. Yeah, that's funny. What did you think about that one, man? It's a good one. Yeah. I liked it. You had horses? No. I was scared to death of horses. Really? Yeah. Spent all this time with my rodeo buddies and... All this, but I, just, I don't know. Horses freak me out. <laughs> I saw they did a Superman, so I was, I was out after that. I ain't fucking with horses, man. It's, it's, no. One of the first times I was on a horse, I was with one of my buddies. His dad was at a roping, and so I was on this horse, and we were riding. So Trent and I would go down and gather up all the calves and run them back down to the other end for the next round. And, mm-hmm. and someone had roped a calf, and that calf took off one way, and the horse, the roper was on this side, and that rope went right across the chest of the horse i was on first time i'd ever been on a horse this horse rears up i'm freaking the hell out oh, i'm holding on to that horn for everything i had i didn't get thrown off but it scared the shit out oh, of me oh and you're not used to it i mean yeah, those things that's a that's a bad first experience have you been thrown oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah never serious though huh oh i don't know i mean breaking stuff no and, no you walked in here, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say, yeah. so it's yeah. not that horrible. So. No, I'm, I've been pretty fortunate. Yeah. Pretty pretty simple to get thrown off, though, isn't it? Pretty, I, I've never oh, been yeah. on a horse mount, so. And you know, I always used to land, joke about, you know, you got to know how to land. I mean, yeah. we're all going to get bucked off sometimes, but right. some of us land a little harder than others. Right. And uh, knock on wood, I've always landed pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I guess it's something you can... If it surprises you, though, right? I mean, he's, yeah. gravity wins so, always. So. so being a steer wrestler, you know, sometimes your steer's not there. And and uh, I used to rodeo this other guy, and we were riding, riding his horse, and his horse was batshit crazy. 
<laughs> I mean, how do you know a horse is batshit crazy? Well, steer wrestling horses having bad rap for being kind of half crazy because all they got to do is run in a straight line just fast and by. And okay. So they're not sometimes always the brokest horses. Mine, mine were pretty good and broke, but Jake's horses, not always so much. And uh, so I, the steer kind of stopped or and the hazer wasn't there. I can't remember. It was down in Lamar. I remember that. And so I rode by this steer and, you know, I was kind of getting off. So I was getting back up on. I didn't have my reins and everything. And this horse is just running balls to the walls. And I thought he was going to kill us both at the back end and bounce around there. And I told Jake, I said, I'm never running by a steer on that horse again. I'll yeah. jump in the dirt before <laughs> I rode and ride that yeah. sucker to the back end. Yeah. He was crazy. Did you say that was down in Lamar? It was at Lamar. That's, that's where I'm from. That was at Lamar. There, so. The Sage. Sand and Sage. Sand and Sage Fair, Fair Rodeo. Yep. Actually, from Holly. You know, Holly. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Holly, Colorado. It's That's Holly, right. Uh, I have a bunch of relatives in Lamar. Home of the Doran Camps. Yep. What's, it, what's the Doran Camp? The Doran. It's a family that has rodeo stock that that are very well known. For, yeah. They raise like bulls and like bucking stock. Wait, how old are you when you started doing rodeos? Um, sophomore in college. So really, that 19. late? Yeah, and you know, in high school, I roped a little. And uh, I played football. I played rugby. And uh, when I got to CSU, I wasn't playing football, obviously. I got I wanted to play college football, sure. but it wasn't in the cards. And I was I was linebacker size, maybe, maybe generously, with lineman speed. So right. I was kind of shit out of luck for right. college football. <laughs> right. And um, I played rugby, and I got to CSU, and the rugby team was some weird son of a bucks. And I, I don't really want to hang out here, so... <laughs> I go to the rodeo team and and I roped a little. I roped like shit. I still rope like shit. So I roped my freshman year and then I started bulldogging and then things got better when I started bulldogging. But right, that's how I got there. I was a lineman with kicker speed, so I got to get there. You know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what's your favorite uh, event to do in a rodeo? Steer wrestling by far. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, tough. That though, was my it? deal. How dangerous is that? Oh, medium. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Not bad as long as the steer's there when you bail off. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> hey, you ask him if you've ever been, been thrown. You're tied to a guy that jumps off of a horse on purpose at full speed. <laughs> when I, so when I, my, my parents, you know, my dad and grandpa, they all had horses and did all kinds of things, but nobody ever bulldogged. So um, everybody used to always give me shit. Why do you why do you jump off a perfectly good horse? And so, well, I rope like shit, and I can't ride them with a buck, so that's all I'm left with. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I became a serious. Let me barrel race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so losing me on this rodeo. <laughs> I was a city boy big time. So, yeah. There was another term you used. Now I don't remember what it was. I was going to interrupt you and ask you what it was, and uh, I can't remember what was it was. Hazing. No, no, I kind of know what's hazing in your. So in hazing, that's in steer wrestling. That's the guy that rides the horse on the other side. Oh, okay. And he kind of keeps, the keeps the steer going in line. So you can catch him. I thought someone was getting you drunk and putting you in the trunk of a car. That's no, the hazing no, I know. No, no, so. the hazing. That's, that's, the, that's the important guy on the other side in steer wrestling to keep the steer running straight so you can catch him. Right. And I've been run over by a hazer or two that they were late, and I kind of – this was up in Leadville, Colorado one time. Wow. And uh, so I, there was no hazers there. I hazed for everybody. I'm a bulldogging horse, so there's nobody <laughs> to haze for me. So I got the pickup man to haze for me. And – Good cowboy, but he was on a pickup horse, not a hazing horse. Right, right. And so he was a step late coming out, and I had my steer run over to the fence and jumped him on the fence, and here comes Billy, and there's smokes me over with his hazing horse, <laughs> or pickup horse, pickup horse. 
just runs me over after I have the steer caught, and I mean, just smokes it. Those are three great stories, man. What do you? What do you? Do you have one in mind? Nope. Not at all. No, I, no. I, I, I somewhat do have. I, I, I do think I have one in mind. Uh, do, have you ever got an award? Any kind of? What's your highest in rodeo terms? What's the uh, the, the coolest thing you've done? Um, so, year end CPRA champion a couple times. Where one? No, once, once. Wow. I was runner up a bunch. But right. One year I was runner up for like seven buckles and two saddles in one summer. But no, I, I did win the CPRA year end deal one time, and. That'd probably be the biggest thing. Well, that's kind of cool. How many guys got to be out for something like that? Oh, I think there's usually twenty-five or thirty guys oh, wow. in the CPRA steer wrestling most of the time. That's impressive. You know, kind of made it on the cover and of the Cheyenne Frontier Days program one year. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty so cool. The last year I rode you PRCI, <laughs> they took a picture and like two years later I'm on the cover of the <clears throat> Frontier Guide. Hmm. That's but, pretty I mean, cool. That wasn't, I didn't win anything. I just. It was a cool picture. That's still, that's still cool, though. That's still kind of a cool keepsake, right? Uh, how, like in Colorado, like in the big in the nation terms, how does Colorado rank in like rodeos? So back then, I mean, I don't know. How, I, I I haven't rodeoed, and I'm kind of stuck my head in the sand rodeo lately. To be honest, I don't really like some of the changes in the PRCA, and that's a different conversation. But whatever. Um, but back in so say back in those days when I was rodeoing, some of the guys I went to college with college rodeoed with in the mountain state circuit you know back then in the early 90s oklahoma was the bulldogging mecca of the world okay and by the late 90s early 2000s the colorado mountain state guys and guys i rodeoed with in in this region for rodeo they were well representing us at the nfr every year like four or five guys and watch the nfr and there'd be four or five guys i rodeoed with and knew them pretty well they, it was this region was well well represented in, and hmm. right now maybe not as much as then, but there's still some great cowboys around here. That's cool. All right. Well, Vokey, ready to start picking? No. Craig, when we decide who's going to try and uh, pick first, we uh, rock paper scissors. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you rock paper scissors, Craig? Well, rock beats scissors. Okay. Scissors beats paper, and paper beats rock. Do you go boom boom boom, or rock well, paper scissors shoot? One, two, three. Boom. Three pumper. <laughs> you know what, Craig? That's the right way. Right on, my man. You know, I got to tell you, though, Vokey, uh, so far in 2023, I think you four pumpers are winning again, man. <laughs> Did you know there's a difference in that? No. Some guys rock, paper, scissors, shoot. And I, so him and I started doing this podcast. We were doing it, we were a little off our rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Four. I'm with you. I go boom, boom, and then I shoot. But he was like rock, paper, scissors. And he's still pumping when I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the funny part was I was still on rock, and he was throwing paper every time, so I was beating the shit Chicken out of Chicken my him. ass, dude. And he couldn't figure out why. <laughs> no, I was on scissors, and you were like, oh, yeah, 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 so, all right, are you ready, bro? We're, I guess we're three pumping, because that's out there. Okay, right. <laughs> Come on now. All right. We got three great stories. You're a tool. Rodeo weekend from hell and stole my own horse back. Adam, what are you thinking, brother? I don't know. While you were telling these stories, I kept glancing over at Mandy <laughs> to see if she was laughing, kind of watching her reactions, and she didn't give me nothing. So Damn you, Mandy. <laughs> yeah, damn it. I couldn't get a read from her. Um, I have no idea. I loved all three of these stories because they took me back to when I was in high school. I could relate to all of them on some level or another 
Um, I don't know. It's just going to be a guess. Do you have one you think is true for sure? No, I really. It's yeah. I, I've got nothing, man. Um, I have no idea. I just want to pick one out. I, I'm going to go with. Uh, you're a tool. Really? Yeah. All right. Just just a dumb, just just a, a dumb guess. guess. All right, you go to. Uh, I think Rodeo Weekend from Hell is a true story. You got a lot of detail in that. It looked like a cherished memory. You know, you, just the way you told it. Uh, you were there. Now here's where you got me a little caught up. I think your tool is where I was going to go first. Also, I think that's what I was going to pick. But stole my own horseback has next to no detail. That seemed like it'd be an easy one, <laughs> but this is also a borrowed story. Right. <clears throat> so, I think we're going to double up and go. You're a tool. Um, I just think that's one that was uh, easier for you to borrow. Stole my own horseback. I don't know. You had a, maybe a little anger in your eye. You know, think about that horse. You know? <laughs> so those were the two that I was down to. Too, yeah, yeah. So, so well, it's going to be really a weekend from hell. This is how it's been lately, man. It's been the one thing. <laughs> but before you flip that over, Craig, uh, I do want to say uh, check out everything on the bullhugger.com. If you look at the right bottom hand corner of the screen's a little red dot. That's a subscribe button. It's a Big, a uh, little click for you, but a big click for us. That's right. Support us at that. And if you're listening to it on any platform, make sure you follow and uh, leave a review. Yep. It helps the podcast, and we love you. Also, and, and take a guess. Yeah, you Let know us what? know what you think down there. So more and more people have been put on the YouTube channel their guess before, you know, what they thought it was before to see if they were wrong or not, like Susan Koser. Oh, and I, I, I got to meet her. I, I was I didn't, haven't Did been you? here. Yeah, at the comedy show. What was that? Back in. Oh, yep. yep. That we had at the first of the year. And so also, I finally got to meet the great Susan Koser. A, a real quick story. If we do that, I'm going to tell a quick story. Uh, so my friend uh, Troy Rivera had called me. He lives in Arizona now. He's a teacher down there. And one of his middle school students had came up to him and had recognized him and said, you know, you look familiar. Well, he's from Greeley. He goes, were you ever on the Bullhucker podcast? <laughs> a middle schooler from Arizona. And he sent me the kid's name. So uh, Dylan Campos Quezada, hope I pronounced that correctly. What's up, Dylan? Thanks for watching, buddy. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks that for watching. Awesome. I love small world stories. It, it blew I love my small mind. world stories. It blew my mind when he said that, dude. And I was like, how did Because Troy, <clears throat> Troy had to really think like, uh, shit, what stories do I tell? <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't think that middle school would be our demographic. Yeah, would you? you would not think that <laughs> since we're all old bastards on this podcast, you know? So, all right. Uh, we're both going with your tool. Let's, let's see it, Craig. Stole my own horse back. No! <laughs> God damn it. How sad. Who did you borrow that story from? Uh, my old boss at Producers Livestock. What's his name? Bob Elliott. What's up, Bob Elliott? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, dude. See, and it had little detail, and that almost always gets know, me. And I had to throw in a few, like, my own stash, horse stash, my cousins. I Because right. I realized that as I was thinking about this. Right. There's not a lot of detail. I got a lot of detail in these other stories. Like I right. said, they're passionate and right. true. And, right. And uh, so I, I did pay some attention to that detail and guess I did a good enough at it. But that, that's, now the you're a tool story. That That's 100% true. My um, my kids know that story. I wish they didn't, but uh, my, <laughs> my ex-wife found it funny to tell them that story one time. So my kids know I poked a cop in the chest and told me he was a tool. You're a tool. <laughs> you're, you're I a, didn't go to jail. You're a tool, Barney Fife. You, to <laughs> you and your one bullet. And uh, Rodeo Weekend from Hell is a true story. That was a definitely true. That was that was quite a weekend, man. That was a – ended up – I think I won Meeker. Really? Yeah, I won Meeker, and I think it's all I got out of the deal. But I uh, 
I got to tell you, when, usually when people come on here, there's the one story you can tell is absolutely true. Usually you can tell, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because you did, you, there was a lot yeah. of, there's passion in your, your story yeah. there. All right. Well, you know what? Not so good for us, my friend. No. Son of a bitch. <laughs> my 2023 is off. <laughs> Before we get out of here, though, let's talk a little bit about your uh, new business. at RadonBusterColo at Gmail is the email. Uh, NortheasternColoradoRadon.com. Yes. Is your website. We'll yep. help, and if you want to check that out, please look on the description below. It'll be there with the Brush Emporiums, Facebook, and the Bullhucker. Uh, so tell me, how do you know even look for that, Craig? Like, if, how, what, what are the signs in the house? So you, there's, there's no signs in the house, and it can be in one house and not in your neighbors, not in your other neighbors on the other side, and it can be in your house. It's just you don't know unless you test. And, you know, it's not an exact science, but, I mean, it's it's pretty accurate. I mean, the the systems we put in are – very um, effective, um, but it's not an exact science. Te- houses test higher in the winter time when there's more pressure differences in the air and all that right. stuff. But uh, it's a good thing to know kind of what your family exposure is, and right. it's a moving target. It's not a static number that's always the same. It, so but uh, but it is a real darn thing, and it's 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 a real thing to kind of pay attention to and check your houses out. So you find it more in older houses, newer houses, in houses. Yeah, I've done. I've done more new houses than I have older houses, to be honest, since since I started. Really? And they just make you sick, man? Like black mold sick kind of thing? No, no, it's like a lung carcinogen. It just um, over time, exposure, the the radioactiveness gets in your lungs and causes lung damage as those radioactive uh, decay products get in there and bounce around and do their thing. Hmm. Just um, slow over time. Right. Damage. That's wild. And what else do you what you got going on? So I'm a rep for a dairy video auction, Turlock Dairy Video Auction out of uh-huh. California. So we we video and sell dairy cattle online on the video auction. Okay. And um, Holsteins, Jerseys, Fresh, Springers, Open Heifers. Is that pretty? Is that a, is that a good gig or is that? Uh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah as you can tell, I'm a, I've been a cattle guy and an auction guy forever. Sure. So that's I've been, cool. I've been working for Turlock for about five years, six years now. Oh wow. Hmm. And they're, 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 they run a good operation. It's a, it's a good deal. Where do they find those guys at online? So, Turlock Dairy Video Auction. Okay. Going to get on that, Adam? Yeah, I'm going to buy me some cows. <laughs> Big business, I'm going to buy me some cows go steal me a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, the cows are one thing. The feed to feed them is expensive. I know, oh, I know. Right? I know. You've been to a dairy and seen mm. the uh, the silage piles out yes. there. That's uh, <clears throat> miles and miles of that shit, man, to yeah. feed those damn cows. So, Craig, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It is fun to be here. Yeah, no, it fun was a good here. time. Are we going to talk to the wife into doing it? Nah, she's <laughs> <laughs> she gave me the look like no. I uh, were you nervous at all? Did this? No, not really. Yeah, no, you could tell you pulled it up yeah. pretty well. well I went and had a few beers. And I mean, beer, their beer drinking stories. I mean, they yeah. they come out pretty easy. Yeah, we actually, I'll, I'll give you one bonus one for okay. so the guy I stole the story from. He was my old boss at, at Greedy Producers back in the day. Um, he had one other story that I really, really liked, but I just didn't think it was right for the show. But I'm going to tell it real quick if we got yeah, a few minutes. Let's do it, man. So um, he was he was a big time cattle buyer, big time. I mean, he bought cattle from big ranches, had a plane, flew himself around. He's got other f- fun stories, but he was out in Nebraska at the at the hot at Haythorns at the Haythorns buying cattle. He was driving yep. around with the um, patriarch Waldo, and they were driving around looking at cattle. And this is a true story. And so they're driving around looking at cattle, and there's this cowboy out there checking cows, and they're in a pickup. And this cowboy, I mean, all those cowboys at the Haythorns, they're all great cowboys. 
Well, he was riding a colt, and this colt runs off. I mean, like, runs off of him. And so Waldo and Bob are kind of trying to haze him, and they're trying to be there for him, but if they get too close, they'll just push the horse more, so they're just right. kind of being out there and trying to buffer him, head him off, whatever. And they go, and they go, and they go, and they go, and cross ditches and creeks and shit. And they finally get in this great big pasture, and there's a fence, and the horse finally stops, which that can sometimes not go real great if they like, run into the fence or something. Right, but, right. So they finally get to the end of the horse, and this horse is, like, wore out, tired by then, and so they get there, and the horse stops, and Waldo pulls up, and he goes, God damn it, so-and-so, why didn't, why didn't you bail off? And the guy had a little bit of a stutter, and he says, well, God, God damn, damn it, I, I, I can ride him as fast, fast as he can run. <laughs> 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 See that's that's happens on this podcast all the time. It's the extra story yeah, that kicks it. The, the story, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to go with that one, but I didn't think I could make it work. But, uh, it is a great story. Some guys they they like they they're like maybe I shouldn't do that, like on the pod, and then they end up doing it anyway. And it turns out to be one of the better stories, man. <laughs> so, uh, Craig, I want to thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. And once again, uh, check us out at thebullhucker.com. Bottom right-hand corner of the screen, little red uh, subscribe button. Hit that to subscribe to the podcast and support us. Also, make sure you come down, support the Brush and Pour. It'll be open here in probably the next week or two when this comes out. Right. Uh, uh, pizza, and ice cream, I'll be here quite yet, but come and do some shopping for some local stuff, man. It's, it's a lot of local people in here going to do sell their wares, and uh, it's a local business. And if you don't small, support small business, it goes away. So make sure you come support them. So, but to that end, I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Adam Loki. We'll catch you next time. Peace.